Greetings, folks. Joseph Kursky here with you on another edition of the Thinking Spatially podcast. Today, let's chat about latitude and longitude. Latitude and longitude, an addressing system for the planet. Latitude and longitude. Consider the last time you gave someone directions to your house. Turn left at the library. My house is the third one on the left across the street from the school. Terms such as left and across from refer to relative locations. Now consider your street address. While this provides a unique, absolute location on the planet, how would you reference a location that was not on a street? Further compounding the problem is that street addresses are not very precise, and street addressing systems vary widely across the planet. An addressing system that could be used everywhere on the planet had to be devised. This system could be used to pinpoint the foundation for the cornerstone of a new school, for the location of fiber optic cable under a lake, to refer to certain trees that carry pine beetles in a forest, and for millions of other things, phenomena, and events on the planet. Not only did the addressing system have to cover the planet, but equally important, it had to be agreed upon by everyone on the planet. A coordinate system provides a logical way of assigning a set of numbers to location in space. For example, every point in the Cartesian coordinate system can be described by its x and y location relative to the two axes. Extending such a coordinate system, and I'm sure you remember that from your high school mathematics course, to the entire planet, the equator became a logical location for the x-axis and to refer to positions north and south of it as latitude in the northern or southern hemisphere. The y-axis, by contrast, could have been placed anywhere on the planet, but to be useful, people had to agree on its location. Eratosthenes in the 3rd century BCE first proposed a system of latitude and longitude for a map of the world. Hipparchus was the first to use this system to uniquely refer to places on the Earth. Latitude and longitude are more than numbers. They're, they're angles, really, measured in degrees. The ancient Babylonians and Greek-Egyptian thinker and geographer Ptolemy set forth the concept of a full circle to have 360 degrees of arc. An angle from the Latin angulus, meaning a corner, is formed by two rays sharing a common endpoint called the vertex. The magnitude of the angle is the amount of rotation that separates the two rays. This can be measured as the length of a circular arc swept out when one ray is rotated around or about the vertex to coincide with the other. The way that latitude, or phi, the Greek the Greek F is measured at some point P on the surface is to imagine a horizontal board that cuts the Earth in half at the equator. The point O is at the very center or core of the Earth. To determine the latitude of some point P on the surface, a radius is drawn from the center to the point on the surface. The angle of that point relative to the board running through the equator is the latitude. If the angle is above the surface, the latitude is positive. If it is below the surface, the latitude is negative. Longitude, or lambda, the Greek L, is also measured as an angle. Imagine a vertical board that, it, that cuts the Earth in half at the prime meridian. 
To determine the longitude of a point P on the surface, a radius is drawn from the board to that point. The angle of that point relative to the board running through the prime meridian is the longitude. Thus, longitude is the angle between a plane connecting or containing the prime meridian and a plane containing the north pole, the south pole, and the location in question. Longitude is given in positive units as one moves east into the eastern hemisphere and in negative units as one moves west into the western hemisphere. The equator is zero degrees latitude. Because the angle between the north pole and the equator is a right angle or 90 degrees, the north pole is 90 degrees north latitude. Similarly, the south pole is 90 degrees south latitude or minus 90. One half of the way from the equator to the pole is 45 degrees latitude. The prime meridian is zero degrees longitude. One quarter of the way around the world is 90 degrees east or west depending on which way one travels. On the opposite side of the Earth is 180 degrees east longitude, which is the same as 180 degrees west longitude. The maximum latitude for any point is 90, while 180 degrees is the maximum longitude. For further precision, each degree is divided into 60 minutes, and each minute is divided into 60 seconds. Sort of like an hour is divided into 60 minutes, and each minute is divided into 60 seconds on the clock. Another advantage of the prime meridian running through Greenwich was that the line on the opposite side of the world passed largely through water. It thus became a convenient place for the international date line, thus solving the date problem. The international date line does take a few jogs around the Aleutian, Kiribati, and Tonga Island chains to keep everyone there happily on the same day. Lines of latitude really aren't lines, but rather circles of different sizes. The largest circle is at the equator, or at zero degrees latitude. The circles shrink to a single point at the poles. When mapped on a globe or on certain types of map projections, such as Mercator, latitude lines are parallel, so parallels is the term that they are sometimes called. A circle of latitude is not, with the exception of the equator, the shortest distance between two points lying on it. This is why an airplane flying from a European to a North American city on the same latitude will fly farther north, such as over Greenland, along a great circle to reach its destination. A great circle is a line that divides the sphere into two equal hemispheres. Lines of longitude are also circles, but unlike latitude, these circles are all the same size. Each circle crosses the equator and extends from pole to pole, like the segment boundaries on a peeled orange. All lines of longitude are also known as meridians, from the Latin meri, a variation of medius, which denotes middle, and diem, meaning day. The word once meant noon, and times of the day before noon were known as anti-meridian, a.m., while times after it were post-meridian, or PM. All meridians are great circles, divide the globe into two equal hemispheres, and all are numbered starting with the prime meridian. As I've stated elsewhere on this podcast, it took a while for time to become standardized and agreed upon. Similarly, it took several centuries for people to agree on how absolute location should be referenced. Just as different places use their own local times, different countries use their own y-axis, 
which worked out fine before the world became more interconnected through international commerce. For years, many American maps referenced a line running through the White House in Washington, D.C. for its prime meridian, for example. French maps referenced a line running through Paris. Other countries had their own systems. But as the 19th century neared its end, something had to change. Finally, in 1884, October 1884 to be precise, at the request of U.S. President Chester Arthur, delegates from 25 nations were invited to the International Meridian Conference to agree upon one prime meridian for the world. By a 22 to 1 vote, delegates agreed that it would run through the main telescope at the Royal Observatory at Greenwich, east of London, England. Absolute locations on the Earth would be measured as longitude from this meridian. As I've discussed elsewhere, determining latitude and longitude, especially longitude, was a vexing problem for centuries. For example, see the writing about Harrison. Once equipment had been developed to accurately determine both longitude and latitude, global exploration and commerce boomed. But before that, people had to agree upon a global addressing system, latitude and longitude, which in itself was a revolutionary moment. Other coordinate systems exist, such as the Universal Transverse Mercator, the U.S. State Plane Coordinate System, and hundreds of national grids. But latitude and longitude came first, and is still the most widely used. In fact, it is difficult to imagine geography and to imagine our world without latitude and longitude. Indeed, for a discipline so tied to the where question, it is essential to have a system to refer to locations. The modern science of geodesy is dependent on coordinate systems, i.e. surveying. Once location can be determined, then other essentials of geography, such as mapping and analyzing patterns, relationships, and trends, became possible. Furthermore, energy, water, transportation, and many other interconnected systems constructed over the past century became possible because of mapping and surveying techniques, which were all based on the ability to precisely measure latitude and longitude. Indeed, the functioning of modern geographic information systems, or GIS, would not be possible without the global addressing of latitude and longitude. With GPS and other technologies, we have the capability of measuring objects on, under, and over the surface of the Earth to fractions of a degree, indeed in some cases to fractions of a second. More and more objects, events, and phenomena on Earth are becoming able to be located, part of the growing Internet of Things, which has already itself become a revolution in geography. Thanks for listening to this Spatially Thinking podcast. Now go out there and be spatial. <laughs>